fellow Americans, snowflakes, motherfuckers alike, we are all here. Happy Thursday. Is it Thursday? I don't even know what day of the goddamn week it is. It's Thursday. Thursday. Feels like a Monday. My days all just blend together. Guys, I'll tell you, I uh, I put a little post, I, I, and I break the goddamn interwebs when I, I put up a little post about, like, just anything that's going on and a bunch of goddamn snowflakes fall out of nowhere. Now, when you click on their accounts, these little bitches, they don't have a picture up. They don't have any posts. They don't have any followers. I don't know if they're bots or if they're little Chinamen sitting over in China finger banging me. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, for you Medford hooligans out there, when you see this shit, just just gangbang them and get them off. Uh, get, get them to shut their mouths. It's unbelievable. I said the Biden administration, I did a post last night, it said Biden administration, uh, uh, let's see, insists on dishonorable discharge for military members who don't want to get the vaccine. <laughs> You'd think I'd have just said that the world is flat and uh, I was burning a cross in someone's front yard. People went batshit crazy at me. And everybody needs to fucking calm down. It is the right, it is the duty, it is our job as citizens and thinking human beings to speak truth to power. Truth to power. We're supposed to be yelling at the man. When the man is wrong, we're supposed to yell at them. And when they're not wrong and they're just there, we're supposed to be squinty-eyed pointing at him and say, we're watching you sons of bitches. Because absolute power corrupts absolutely. Today, you guys have got a guest on who's a shooter, um... And I'm not sure how much I can tell you about her background. I don't want to get her in trouble at work or anything. She can let that go on the show. But this is uh, everybody. Say hello to Ursula. And uh, she's coming in to say hi with us today. Come on in, Ursula. Oh, don't be shy. Get over here. I'm not going to bite you. <laughs> how you I'm doing? really dry humping this barrel already. I, yeah, I know. It's kind of I just weird. got here. <laughs> I know. All right. All right. <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. And you? Good. So, um, you, what, what, where in Arizona do you live? Um, I live just outside of Phoenix. So, okay. it's still so, so Phoenix area. All right. So, a greater yeah. metropolitan. Yes. All right. And um, how'd you get uh, hooked into coming down here and doing a podcast with me? Yeah, because uh, uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. So pretty much got a buddy who yep. who is uh, your one of your media guys, I guess. Yep. That was like, yo, buddy, you buddy's with Bobby. This. Yes. Yep. Oh my god, that should be a whole segment in itself. We <laughs> should do, you know, we should do a thing called Buddies with Bobby, like right with there. a little chart, yeah, little line, all these <laughs> a little flow people. chart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I know him from him, and it is, yeah. So, so. Uh, uh, I read a little bit of your story. You're out. You're straight out of Detroit. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. How long you been down here? Uh, since I was 16, so about almost 20 something years. Really? So, yeah. Do you know the other eight black people that live in Arizona? They all play for the Suns. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's funny. Like I'm, I'm a pretty plain spoken guy, so I have been accused of everything. Mm -hmm. I have been called everything. I've had people leave shit at my house, at my office. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's a hostile world, and I kind of hang it out pretty hard. Um, I think it's uh. uh there's an interesting dynamic that's happened really since the Trump effect. Mm -hmm. And so give me a little idea, because uh, we've just met like three minutes ago. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, hey, sure here's did. how you talk on the microphone. And yeah. um, give me a little idea kind of what, where your ethos kind of so, falls down in the world of politics and like, So pretty America. much um, uh, grew up in Detroit, uh, then basically got out here, finished high school, went to college, got into law enforcement. Where'd you go to school? Um, 
here, ASU. Yep. Okay. Cool. So double major in biochemistry and sociology, so I can make drugs or bombs, pretty much. Nice. Um, actually, I did a I did a class on uh, how to make homemade Tannerite for one of my uh, general instructor schools. Oh, that's got uh, you on a watch list. Oh yeah, I've been on a watch list probably my entire career at this point because I'm you know outspoken. I let people know you know if something's wrong and how to fix it because if you don't if you tell people if something's wrong. You're just bitching at that point. Right. Yeah, you're not. I was just going to say bitching. Yeah, I'm like, bitching. enough bitching. Yeah. Just what's the fix? Like how to fix it mm -hmm. and actually be willing to make that fix. So um, from that and actually seeing how um, growing up in Detroit voting wise, once we became a you know, voting age, I had my whole family, which are all black. They're like, hey, you supposed what? to vote. I know, right? Shocking. <laughs> I like to tell people I'm Hawaiian just to mess with them. <laughs> Out here, like, I, oh, that's nice. Yeah, then I actually oh, met really? real Hawaiians, and I was wrong. So like, <laughs> yeah, I don't look Hawaiian at all. Right. But um, but be, when I became a voting age, I got a lot of my family members are like, hey, you're supposed to vote Democrat, you know, you know, because you're black. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Been actually growing up in Detroit and seeing how Democrats ruin Detroit. Like Detroit looks like RoboCop one. Like it is almost it's almost that bad, and it's been looking like that since the mid '90s. Yeah. And seeing how Democrats destroy an area that I lived in. And then moving out here, where it's like, man, our freeways are great. They're clean. Like, you can actually see your tax dollars at work out here. Yeah. Um, you see the services that we have. They're great. Why? Because we pay those taxes, even though taxation is still theft. But you can actually see a product of a Republican-ran city versus a Democrat-ran city. So in college, that's when the transition to uh, conservatism happened. Like, I started making money, and then the other people are like... When, what years were you in college? Uh, 02 to 05, 06. Because there was already wokeity-woke going on. We just didn't oh, call it woke yes, then, but it yes. was wokeity-woke already. Because it, it was, was wokeity-woke when I was in college. Yeah, it was... Uh, and I'm a couple years older than you are. ASU, so you have such a big, um, diverse crowd. You have kids everywhere. We got foreign exchange students. We got everybody and their mom. And you have all these different views of America already out there. Like, oh, well... You know, America is racist. I'm like, how? And, and when I start asking all those questions, that's when I was like, no, I, I'm conservative because I ask these questions and I want to know the answer. And if you're not giving me an actual factual answer and it's all emotion, then I don't want to be a part of that. You know, it's uh, it's it kind of like the discussion has taken a natural condition of humans and it's made it um, an evil thing. And I'll, I'll explain mm -hmm. myself. So uh my dad's side of the family is all from mississippi and texas mm -hmm. and my grandfather was in law enforcement right. <laughs> so he he dropped the n-bomb he had no right. problem dropping the n-bomb but it was not with vitriol or hatred it was a old-fashioned right. use of the word okay mm -hmm. and it's the way i've heard black guys when i was in the military say oh that means this and i go okay and and, and they go but that's not for you and i'm like oh <laughs> i don't care you know whatever <laughs> um but I, I heard these words dropped around me and uh this so they were part of something but there wasn't a bunch of anger or rage attached to them there was a definition mm -hmm. attached to them now as awful as it may sound it just kind of fit into my worldview. It didn't mean I was out hating everybody of one thing or the other. And, um, but it was something I have had to wrestle with because the things that guys say, the things that white guys say mm -hmm. when they're alone, when they're fishing, when there's no witnesses, when the phones aren't on, is different than the public persona for, for most people. Mm -hmm. my, mine's pretty, <laughs> mine's pretty the same. And it, it causes me lots of grief. Mm -hmm. But, I think that everybody is, if you want to define racism as 
everybody has questions, curiosities, and tribalism around race, then I think everybody's pretty racist in some way or the other. And then we struggle with how to, does that steer my choices? Does that mm -hmm. steer my life? Does that steer my preconceptions of people? Or do I wrestle with that? Because um, we all see color. Mm -hmm. We all see height. Yep. We all see fat. Mm -hmm. We all see old. We all see short. There's So we see, I think a lot of things get smashed together. So bias, prejudice, mm -hmm. racism. I think those all get smashed together interchangeably. I think there's bias on everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think those get confused for racism. I try to find like, what is it in me, in my upbringing? And I think a lot of people wrestle with this. We've heard stuff. We have preconceived notions you know they put heart monitors on people and show them pictures and they tell they could tell people react differently to people of different color and it's wrestling with that i think everybody just trying to wrestle with that it depends on when you were born and what seeds were planted because like uh, growing up in detroit my parents they did not give us that hey you're black so the man is going to be you know a, uh, chasing after you you won't be able to you know to succeed because you're black my parents never planted that so they didn't plant that um, self-victimization that you come mm -hmm. and see in the in the black community nowadays. Whereas, like, what percent? What percentage of African Americans do you think are like that? What, oh. I mean, what are that come from the victim versus the kind of like, hey, no one's keeping you, me down. I think you can kind of see it now, social media wise, because I don't know the exact percentage. But if you look at social media, you can see how many like more outspoken conservatives there are. That's that tells you right there that obviously they don't have that self-victimization mentality. Well, I so see I that with, with black conservatives, but I'm curious, like, because I, I mean, I've never been to a, I've never been to a holiday dinner with 18 black people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like me either. <laughs> like so. <laughs> so it's it's really hard for me to actually put a percentage. I would um, if I had to throw Just numbers out there. Just your gut. I would say about 60, 40, maybe even loose, you know, 70 to 30, where you have the black victimization or excuse me, the self victimization going on along with like you with 30% of your, your actual black conservatives are like, they don't put their failures on somebody or something else. You know, I think it's a modern, I think it's a very modern convention. Cause I don't think it was like this in 1940. I think I we had hardcore systematic racism going on in the country right. at the time, but I don't think your average family uh, was thinking, those terms mm -hmm. they were thinking like hey you know there's going to be people with their boot on your neck but you got to get around it and find a way to survive and mm -hmm. thrive right. I, I think that was prevalent i think now this is like a weird rebound because you know i was reading about black literacy in 1929 it was greater than white literacy in the united states mm -hmm. marriage was higher um it, there was but oh at that time going to school being educated was against the law right like you couldn't so right. therefore just like things today, like you tell me I can't do something, I'm gonna want to do it more. Right. So I can see that now with education, going back to that, like our education system is so horrible, absolutely so horrible. So I actually uh, went to school and- But at least they've got masks. Oh yeah, keeping them safe. <laughs> we're gonna make, we're gonna make <laughs> you stupid, but we're gonna keep you safe. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it is completely dumb. And also, oh, we're also gonna weaken your immune system at that. So we're gonna slowly kill you off. That's how, what I feel about masks. But um, but now our education system is so dumb. I actually came from the Detroit public school system and then got into the Phoenix public school system, and I was already ahead. Like I already like maxed out on like the Ames test, which is like one of the biggest. Um, it's a standardization test, And I freaking maxed out on all of those. What, what, from uh, where where, where were you in Phoenix? Hmm? Where were you in Phoenix? Like what school? Where did you go to high school? Oh, I finished at Camelback. 
Okay. Yeah. So it was uh, basically legit Phoenix Union mm-hmm. District High School. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's weird. You stuff. Know, I grew up, I went to, I was in Paradise Valley and Scottsdale Unified School Districts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I showed up in Massachusetts for high school. You know, it's one of the premier educational places in America. And I showed up and I was a year or two ahead of everybody. Mm-hmm. There's a part of this town that it's cranking and then the rest the rest of the state's not so much. Yeah, it's it's really odd. Yeah. Absolutely odd of um like how you would think Detroit public school system, place that look like it totally needs Robocop and I can come down here and actually be in like test out of like almost all my classes. Only reason why I stayed the last two years, uh, when I moved down here and you know, stayed in high school was because I wanted to play basketball. Is that school still like that down uh, in up in Detroit? I don't know. I haven't been back. Actually, uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine last night about actually going back and you know to visit because I haven't been back in like over ten years. Yeah. And uh, my last visit, um, went to visit a family member, uh, sister, older sister of mine, and like the apartment complex she was in was getting raided, and I'm like, yeah, and raided by feds. Like so, I'm like, this is some big stuff that's going on here. Yeah. And it was just so funny because like um, apparently I have this command presence, this look about me, and when I showed up. You know, and I had like my backpack and I'm ready to go hang out with my sister. Um, yeah, a couple of feds are like, hey. Are uh, you with us? Yeah. What department are you with? Yeah, I'm like, nah, bro. Yeah, nope, nope, nope. Don't even want to be a part of it. You know what, better yet, I ain't even got to go in this building. So like, I was like, I'm just going to wait out here. Like, like no, nah, I'm good. So uh, tell us what you do for a living. Um, so I'm a detention officer. Okay. So I work in the jail system. and uh, Private or public? Hmm? County. County, okay. Yeah, so basically private. So, mm-hmm. or excuse me, uh, public. public. Yeah. So I've been looking at some of the private ones. I'm like, mm, no, they're customer service based. That ain't my style. Like, if you, for the most part, if you end up in jail, that's because you put yourself in jail. Yeah. And uh, one thing, funny thing about the whole racism thing, I experienced more racism from black inmates than I have from any other race that you will find in jail. Because jail, you're, the jail population is going to be a reflection of the community population. Mm-hmm. So, you have basically everything you see out there. That's what we have in there. Right. It's a small version of right. it. But like I've been called more niggas, Uncle Tom's house nigger, which is actually probably one of my favorites. I'm like, <laughs> I am light skinned. So theoretically, that could be right if it was a different time frame. But all right. That's a little um, Malcolm X for jail. Yeah. <laughs> so like all because uh, because I work for the man. And I'm right. like, I don't owe you shit, dude. Like, I don't know yeah. like where is this disconnect is at. But um, it's actually been just a very fun ride. I've been in for 16, <laughs> 16.7 years. Um, so you're going to try to wrap up to 20 or what? 20, yeah. yeah. And then what are you going to do? Uh, probably go shoot and teach full right. time because uh, I'm a gypsy to the state. So I don't, pretty much the only thing that's keeping me here is this job and shooting. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, was your first time out of the country when you went and shot in France? Yes. Is that your first time international? Yes. What did you that's- think? Oh my God. So the experience itself was so much fun, but there's so many people that love America that absolutely love America. And it is because of our gun rights. Because if you look at what's Especially going on, if you go to a shooting event yeah, in Europe. Because yeah, yeah. they're used to having a fucking... They have a little electronic device up their ass with a wire that goes back to the clubhouse that yeah, goes straight to the state police. <laughs> and so when they come here, they're like, mm-hmm. hey, do you guys want to go shoot? And they're like, yes. You know, they're like, can we do that? I'm like, yeah. yeah. What do you want to shoot? They're like, what do you have? I'm like, you tell me what you want. I got yeah. whatever you have. Like, we got it. We got it. I got, I got whatever you. you want to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> They're freaked out. You know, you know who's like that is Japanese people too. Yep. Um, when like anybody Japanese, when my Japanese friends go, hey, let's go shooting. Because they've like, been on airsoft forever. Right, right, right. So, real gun, Greg? I'm like, yeah. Oh my god, dude. 
Oh my god, dude. <laughs> so fantastic. It's it so funny. Um, but like so the shotgun world shoot went in twenty eighteen, uh, was just outside of France or excuse me, just, just outside, outside of Paris. Paris. Yeah. So it was in Chateau and uh there was like forty about forty countries represented. And they all were like, Oh my god, we love America because you can have all the guns. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of these other countries that, you know, we uh competed against, like they had to give up like their firstborn just to have the yeah. gun that they're competing with. Yeah. And don't don't get me wrong, I know we have the American mentality that like we will we will burn your country down, we will we will <laughs> kick your ass. But holy crap, if you only got one gun, you're gonna be really good on that one gun. So it wasn't like a walk in the park. It was actually a pretty good competition there. But that was the number one thing everybody in her mom was like, you get to have all these guns. You have all these rights. Well, if you look at what's going on in Australia right now with the protests they've got going down there and you have the armed police, mm-hmm. the armed civil authority shooting yep. and uh, basically attacking. If you watch video, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Attack. Yeah, They're attacking um Peace. I mean, the protests are peaceful. They're not flipping over cars and burning mm-hmm. the place. They, yeah, but they weren't pissed. doing, you know, what they were doing for Floyd. But one thing I thought was funny, there was one video that posted up was uh, two cops pepper spraying an old lady on the ground. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, my ass would have got fired on the spot. Yeah, if I use that level of force here in America, the left, um, the the left doesn't care. They the the government is right about everything, mm-hmm. and this is why they want to take our guns. Yep. It's really not about lives. It's not about safety. It's all about control. And what they do is they're playing on. This is the best thing that's happened. I mean, I know this sounds crazy, but I I this coronavirus hitting, and I know I'm going to just get railed online for this, but this was the this is the. Um, glasses being pulled off. This is mm-hmm. the veil being pulled off. The people that are pro authoritarian, pro authoritarian government, pro uh, the people that are pro big government, mm-hmm. the people that are pro lockdown, pro mask, pro vaccine. I'm glad I know who these motherfuckers are because I, I'm I'm telling you, if if there was a if there was a call to arms right now, I'm that hostile towards what's going on with my countrymen mm-hmm. and what the left does. It's been, it's been pulling on those people like marionettes for mm-hmm. the last seventy years, lying to everybody, and it's always about the children and safety yeah. and making this a safer place. And it's not right. Mm-hmm. And we need to make it safer. And it's those same fucking lemmings who are running around with two fucking masks on in their car by themselves. They've had their fucking third booster <laughs> yeah. shot, and they think <laughs> I'm a murderer because I won't. Yep. So I, uh, and that's one reason why it totally pushed me to be even more outspoken. So, uh, there was a buddy of mine who, uh, not, not a buddy anymore, but, uh, anywho knew this cat from, um, from the beginning of college and known him for like the last like 10 plus years. We're no longer friends. Um, so white dude, he ended up marrying an Asian woman and, uh, and ended up basically having, uh, adopting her, her, her son. So he has a little Asian stepson. So uh, I posted up something pro gun like I normally do on my Facebook page because if you're on my Facebook pages, you know it's pretty private. Like I have to know you in order for you to be on that. Mm-hmm. So this guy was like, uh, "Well, you know, we need a um, uh, well, Trump was you know orange man bad, all that extra stuff." And I'm like, "Okay, whatever, bro. You can feel whatever you want to feel. I'm not here to change your mind. I don't care." And he's like, uh, "Well, Trump's a racist, and you know, if it wasn't for Trump calling, you know, coronavirus a Chinese virus, and my my son wouldn't be getting picked on at school." I'm like, "Can your son fight? I mean, can he protect himself? Stop his, trying to change the his world." His son's what not getting pick? picked on at school because of 
Chinese coronavirus. No, I'm like, you can't. <laughs> that's a red, that's a wanna... red herring. That's a red herring right. argument. Bullshit. So, <laughs> I know what's going on in school. You can't make fun of you. Uh, you know, when I was in school, you could make fun of like people made fun of everybody for everything. Mm-hmm, like for it, everything. It was Lord of the fucking flies. Yeah. Now I've got two kids in school. You can't make fun of anybody for anything. I know, and I'm I'm totally against the whole anti-bullying thing. We need bullies. Nature has bullies. That's how you evolve as a species and also as a person. You need those bullies. Yeah. I'm like, what you need to do is teach a kid how to fight and you won't have these problems. Right. I'm like, look, nobody picked on the Asian kids growing up. You know why? Because, you know, misconception. Everybody thought all the Asian people were like all Bruce Lee's and nobody wanted to say anything to us. Asian kids didn't get picked on. So like, and now it's Detroit public school system. I know that, that some people are probably awesome. going to blow up your southern and be like, ah, she's racist. Nope. I'm just telling you what happened in the hood growing up. So he was so mad and uh actually called him a racist i was like bro you're actually you're absolutely racist because this was right after the whole like the four asian women that was killed in atlanta by some angry white dude whatever um he's all like well you know people are 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 mean and all this extra stuff i'm like teach a kid how to fight and you know and teach your wife how to protect herself and like for the fact that you feel like that they're incapable of doing that because of their race makes you a racist well, I uh, Jeff Jeff calls it the the country the what does he call it the uh, the cuntism of our country. Oh, there are a bunch mm-hmm. of males walking around who are not empowered. They've been neutered by their upbringing and by all the lady teachers, and they've mm-hmm. quelled them. There's nobody fist fighting anymore. And you know, I don't want to live in a violent world of war, but I don't mind one of black guys. And mm-hmm. I don't mean black guys. I mean black eyes. Yeah. I think it's okay for guys to get popped in the mouth. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay. I mean, I got popped in the mouth when I got a line a few times, right. and I also popped back. Um, I think, like, I see people, um, you know, it's interesting. You see a lot of women flip people off when they're driving. Because uh-huh. nobody will pull them over and pop them in the mouth. But uh-huh. you don't see guys flip off very much. Because mm-hmm. them fucking fighting words. Like, dudes, mm-hmm. will, dudes will draw down. Right. Like, remember that, remember that off-duty sheriff who got shot out in... Uh, Sun City a couple of years ago, he got into a road rage thing over a flip off, mm-hmm. and he pulled his gun and came out, hadn't identified himself as a sheriff yet, and the dude mm. the car shot him. And wow. I was like, okay, well, you didn't. Well, that, that's just road rage crazy. But, but, but growing up at the time, or growing up, you know, when I was growing up, fighting that was like the way you squashed everything. So now we have a whole bunch of, in my opinion, a whole bunch of cowards. They're they're quick to the mm-hmm. gun instead of actually like, hey, we're gonna stop out the car, we're gonna talk about this. If it goes to blows, it goes to blows. Even when I got on as an officer, we used to call it white teeing because our undershirts at the time were white. Were white before we, you know we went to black undershirts, mm-hmm. and like you had beef with an officer, y'all go duke it out in the parking lot. No Nobody said anything. Everybody was cool, shook hands. Everybody went to work the next day. That's how it was. Now we have all these like super soft people, and I th- uh, actually had a conversation about this this morning with a uh, uh, Mike Panone, really awesome guy, and I was like, dude, technology has made Americans soft. Yeah, like it is. It's horrible how soft people are, and how many more um, cowards that we have walking the earth. You know, and when people walk around in fear, every little thing makes them emotionally overreact. Yes. So you overreact to a virus. You overreact to a mm-hmm. cold. You overreact to someone saying, "Hey, I'm not worried about it. What's wrong with you? You're going to be killing people. What about my grandmother?" Like they get really crazy about it. And then when you say something to throw off their Uber loop, like "fuck your grandma," and they're like, "Whoa." Well, why? I'm like, well, I'm like, if your grandma is has a strong immune system and she's healthy, she ain't got nothing to worry about. So <laughs> why? Because my grandma, my grandma has lupus, and I'm, uh, you know how your friends, parents, and grandparents become your friends and grandparents. Mm-hmm. So one of my close buddies, his grandma, I'm like the closest thing that she has to a granddaughter. Like I visit her every 
um, you know, several times a year. I'll even go up and winterize her house, you know, all that type of stuff because she's up in Winslow. And she has lupus and she's like 80-something years old. She's not afraid of coronavirus. Why should I be afraid of it's a lot a lot of older people especially the ones that are not in homes yet they're mm -hmm. they're um uh they're like sonny i'm gonna die anyways and uh i've been dealing with people dying for a long time so you know uh, I, you know <laughs> like i talked about like i'm not worried about coronavirus mm -hmm. and uh you know i my mom you know my mom's 70 something my dad's 70 something amy's parents are in their 80s they've uh -huh. been around us throughout this whole thing and they're all like well you know if we're gonna go we're gonna go but you know we uh we haven't dinner on sunday <laughs> you know like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, no, we're not wearing yeah. a mask. Yeah. And, and and like, well, you know, the kids are school. Yeah, that's no problem. I'm like, well, the kids aren't wearing masks. And they're like, nope, that's okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a, you know, a, another family member, um, their parents, who are like my extended relatives, their parents are, you know, like, F the man. I'm not wearing mm -hmm. a mask and screw y'all. I'm driving my pickup to town to get groceries. Mm -hmm. um, and they are just beside themselves mad at their parents for being so reckless. It's like some sort of immature, but that's what I see going on. Yeah. These are grownups and they think they just know better than everybody, mm -hmm. including their parents who are doing just fine, yeah. you know, in their seventies and eighties, taking care of themselves. And they think their parents are just morons and they're, and they got to save their parents. And it's I see so, that going on everywhere. It's absolutely it's, maddening. It's crazy. Like the fact that somebody can't let you live your life. Like we've been doing forever. But all of a sudden, you know, we have this Corona thing that I'm totally going to survive. Yeah, so I'm not. pretty sure Shot Show crud of 2020 was Corona at this point. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because <laughs> I, was, I like, was pretty sure I came back with. It. I told everybody, I said, "Man, you know, I I slapped cameras out of a lot of Chinese hands, and I guarantee you, I got the coronavirus." Mm -hmm. And uh, my doctor, my doctor and I got in a fight about it. He's like, "There's oh. no way you have coronavirus." I'm like, "I totally do." There's no way. I'm like, "I can't smell. You could throw shit on my face, and I can't smell it." Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, that's a regular cold." I go, "That's not a regular cold. I've never had that before. My I can't smell anything because mm -hmm. I'm a I'm really into cooking." Mm -hmm. And uh, and then it turns out I actually did have corona. Oh, so because like I didn't. Uh, this was before they got you know gave a name to it right so but this then, is like, january yeah this was january like the end of january into february and what was funny is that like i always uh leave the friday of shot like the morning mm -hmm. of the friday of shot um that way i can go to work then i have saturday sundays off so i can come back bs for a whole night and then you know go back to my normal work schedule so on my way home i started with a dry cough and then i went to work so i was totally patient zero at my job I'm like oh well whatever it happens then uh, Saturday, Sunday off, I ended up breaking fever Sunday into Monday. Like, I woke up drenched. Like, I thought I pissed myself. And I'm just like, and the guy was dating at the time. I was like, uh, you good? Like, <laughs> like uh, I don't know what just happened, but I felt weird over the weekend and I broke fever. All right, cool. And then what I normally do, whenever I do get sick, um, because I'm pretty much a hippie, so I'm a vegan. I don't know if that was actually disclosed at some point of your Are you you're a vegan? I am totally vegan. Are you lesbian? No. Okay. <laughs> But I'll be gay for pay. I'm trying to retire early. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Oprah, just saying, if you need uh, security. Listen, all I know is Jason, who's kind of put my audio system together. He goes, if you ask her that, I go, I'm totally going to ask her. because if you ask her that, I'm fucking, I don't know. I'm fucking, I... <laughs> I'm trying to retire early. So, uh, right, well, hey, as, Stein, it as Steinfeld would say, and not that there'd be anything wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, no, just a bunch of assholes. So, uh, go ahead. No, so I did what I normally do whenever I get a flu or a cold, or whatever. Yeah. I go for fun, have the spiciest fun possible. So I did that for like a week, and then I had the COPD cough for like two weeks, and I was good. So like, 
but I don't normally get sick. Have you gotten tested for antibodies since? No, nope. I don't trust the government that much. You know, <laughs> I'm like, mm. you know what's funny? I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all because mm -hmm. I don't think motherfuckers can keep a secret. True. Like, I just think the simplest explanation is usually it because you can't fucking throw a rock in this country without somebody. a video and yep. somebody telling. Like, you got to kill everybody. That's the only way you can do a conspiracy. <laughs> True. Because like, um, I killed Kennedy. There'd be some drunk Irish guy down at the bar in Dallas uh -huh. saying he killed Kennedy with the his, proof. yeah, with, with with his buddy Jimmy. <laughs> and there's just no way they keep this stuff secret. Mm -hmm. Um, but but what's happened here is, you know, so everyone says, oh, you're an anti-vaxxer, and I go, no, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. My kids have all been vaccinated. I'm really cool with big science that's mm -hmm. tested out right. and works. But as we've gotten more knowledgeable as humans in this modern era of information. I'm also skeptical. Like when mm -hmm. I've had black people attack me and say, why wouldn't you? And I go, um, do you know the government sterilized black people in the South, the Tuskegee experiments? Mm -hmm. Do you know that they have uh, done uh, unknowing sickle cell infection? Yep. Do you, I mean, are you fucking kidding me? If you're black, you shouldn't trust the government at all. Mm -hmm. So and, and people say, when is the government? I'm like, well, let me give you two off the top of my head and I'm fucking nobody. Uh -huh. I'm sure there's more. Um, when I was in the Gulf, um, they were really worried about anthrax. Mm -hmm. And so they gave us this gigantic, this fucking horse pill was twice as big as this. Uh -huh. And they said, you got to, you know, you need to take this. And they got us all in formation the way the government does. We put it in our hand, thing of water. And I was like, I'm looking on the pill. There's no number. There's no, nope. there's no codes. And everything you can find in a manual, there, you know, there's drug books that you can know exactly yeah. what's in this. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, hey, there's no markings on this. And they're like, you know, they're like, fuck, shut up, Lance Corporal. Oh. And I was like, um, hey, I'm not going to take this, and I don't think any of us should. I'll take my chances with anthrax because there'll be a <laughs> nuclear war if that happens. But I don't know what this is. <laughs> so I, they're like, they screamed at me. They yelled at me. They threatened to court-martial me, sent me to a battalion commander, and then... Um, he basically said, you know, what's the deal? Now I think about this now. I'm like a 20 year old kid. Mm -hmm. This guy's some 38 year old c Colonel in the Marine Corps. And I'm like, well, sir, I'm not putting anything in my body. I know what it is. And I don't know what that is. And I don't trust the government. Do you know what it is? He can't tell me the name of the drug. I said, sir, you don't know the name of the drug. Nobody else knows the name of the drug. And we're supposed to take it for, a, an ex for the possibility of some sort of biological warfare. I go, mm -hmm. I'm not taking it. Well, years later, as it turned out. Um, everybody was saying that Gulf War illness might have been connected to this experimental mm -hmm. preventative drug that were put on because it wasn't an approved drug and it didn't have a number and it hadn't been through human clinical trials. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's just me. Right. That's me. I know of a couple things that happened to the African-American community in this country and mm -hmm. that, and I went, listen, when the doctors are telling me I should be doing this, I'm cool with it. When the government's telling me I have to do it, they can fuck right off six yeah. ways from Sunday. Because I don't trust them about anything. Mm -mm. Um, they, they, Y2K, that was going to, I don't know if you remember oh, that. Yeah. The yep. world was going to collapse. Airplanes were going to fall out of the sky. Uh -huh. It's just one thing after the other they're going to go after you with. And I'm like, you've lost credibility. And then mm -hmm. if we're not allowed to ask questions. Yep, that's where that was the red flag. Actually, yeah. that was one of many red flags. So we, with the COVID thing, like everybody, the first two weeks, everybody was like, yo, we don't know what the hell's going on. Are we under attack? You know, all that type of stuff. So right. like same thing when 9-11 happened. Like the first couple of days after 9-11, everybody was like, yo, we were just attacked. What are we going to do? What's the plan? So same thing that happened with Corona. Mm -hmm. So like week three, week two and a half, week three, I'm like, if they're saying that basically anything can be used as a mask and there's not a lot of people like dropping dead, like the videos of like China and stuff where there was people are dead in the streets. I'm like, yeah, no. Nah. This is some bullshit. The fact that a t-shirt can be used as a mask, 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying this. Now I get. I get where they're coming from because if you get somebody with the morning light behind them talking, you can see the little spittle and spray coming out of their mouth. Mm -hmm. We've all sat in a meeting like. So, <laughs> I, I I get that uh, component of it, but it's like people don't understand virology. Now, look, I'm no virologist, but I've been reading about it mm -hmm. for the last year, like many people have. And you get the vaccine, you can still carry it. So mm -hmm. people say, oh, you get the vaccine, you're going to kill my grandmother. I'm like, no, I can still carry it. And pass along. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you know, we've been doing vaccines for the flu for my entire life that I know of. Mm -hmm. And we don't get rid of the flu. Yep. Uh, the, the elderly really have to. The, and so the elderly always get flu shots. They, mm -hmm. they kind of have to in nursing homes. It's right. part of their bylaws in most places, right? And they all got, you know, kind of decimated by... A, a SARS family virus. There's some theories out there that say having taken all of those other vaccines for, you know, it changes every year. It's not the same yep. flu vaccine. It's they kind of guess which one's going to be the big one this year and then they mm -hmm. make a vaccine for it. Uh, we haven't been able to get rid of any of these SARS viruses. We haven't been yep. able to get rid of the flu or the cold. Mm -hmm. And and so now they've made this one thing that's it's a it's got genetic enhancers and weird yep. shit in it and i'm like hey look this is really cool technology and if i had cancer i'd fucking let you put a dog in my ass if i thought it would help <laughs> but this is experimental shit and i don't know if i want this yep. and then i you know look i have my circle of people i know a decent amount of people because i have a company and i interact with lots of folks and i know people who've died mysteriously within a couple of weeks of the vaccine me too and, and, and i'm like okay wait a minute from breakthrough you know breakthrough COVID after being vaccinated and that was nothing i'm like no i'm good i'm no i'm good i don't need this i only have one life like one body and the last thing i do is even be more jacked up as it is and every season's going to be another version of this yep. like there's already fucking 10 versions floating around and they're less the virus the vaccine is less and less effective against them mm -hmm. when i talk to people who are blind about their fear and their safety mm -hmm. they're not weighing out normal medicine anytime i don't know if you've gone to the doctor or had any medical problems in your life but anytime you go to a doctor they say well we could do this or we could do this mm -hmm. here's what kind of the odds are yep. or you could do this you know every parent out there has been afraid of like down syndrome or something mm -hmm. like that and said to their doctor they're 24 years old having their first kid hey should we get one of those amniocentesis things to see if the doctor's good and the doctor will say okay now the incident for down syndrome at your age is this much yeah. and the risk of doing damage to the feces you know what, you know to, 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 the, to the fetus is this much and it's balancing just mm -hmm. your risk reward and and you kind of go okay we don't want to hurt the, the fetus you know what that's called right what long-term data yeah you're right it's data it's, <laughs> it's data. data but everybody if you ask all of these crazy uh vaccine and mask people mm -hmm. say hey did you ever make a decision about amniocentesis and and your doctor told you that you could do damage to the fetus so you held off doing it because you were 24 mm -hmm. and you don't need to do it till you're like 34 right. or 35 that's when the math starts kind of making it worth doing mm -hmm. if it matters to you um you, you remember that decision you made with your doctor mm -hmm. that's the decision i made uh -huh. so my doctor said well you had covid greg and we think maybe you've had it twice but you definitely have antibodies uh i don't know if i'd take this yet since you're already through this mm -hmm. and you know we made this informed decision well i'm an anti-vaxxing fucking moron compared to everybody and they want to kill me mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean they're they're nuts it's it's ridiculous that everybody wants to control everybody else's body yeah and that's the one thing that nobody owns nobody technically owns you right and that's the beauty of being in this country so like i have had a uh, health problem so um the scar across my neck that's actually from thyroid cancer so i don't have a thyroid 
So what's funny is that like I joke about it that I'm a fat vegan and I call fat vegans pandas because pandas are fat vegans. But <laughs> I don't have a thyroid. So but thing is like going through that decision process of when it even came sore down bull, to sore it. bulls, by the way. Bull. Bulls are vegans. <laughs> bulls sound like something way, way worse than panda. <laughs> like, just, like, you know I just what? throw that out. Oh, okay, panda's non threatening. Panda's, it's panda's kind of, you know, friendly, cute, fuzzy, not through everybody. Kung Fu yeah. implication. Yeah. Panda, yeah, I yeah. got it, got so, it. Like, Back to the whole kung fu thing, but um, but that was the decision that I made with my doctor was actually like, how are we going to combat this cancer? You know what? Because they had long term data, and we actually sat down and had a, a solid conversation. Um, the whole thing with the vaccine, I'm not even high risk, and then this is taking out the fact that it doesn't even work. But I'm not high risk. I work in a jail, so I'm pretty sure my blood can cure cancer at this point because all the things that you've you been exposed find to everything. Jail. I've already been exposed yeah. to everything. Hell, I have been so, exposed to TB already. So let so. me just add a parenthesis because a bunch of people's heads just exploded. So <laughs> I think uh, the vaccine provides protection against the narrow thing for a short period of time. I think they've kind of borne that out. But what I, and, and so I don't have to take that on faith. There is data about that. But what, mm -hmm. um, but what, uh, what I'm advocating is how many people under the age of 50 that don't have a more than four comorbidities mm -hmm. have died and less than two comorbidities have died like i'm so, overweight but mm -hmm. i don't have anything else going on with me right but the thing is like you already had covid and... right but it's so, it's the thing it's a weighing this stuff so, out and they're and they're not being honest you know the verse no. data has come back there's a lot of problems with the vaccine mm -hmm. okay the fact that we all know about blood clots the fact yep. that we all know about uh pericarditis and, and yeah. all this the, the fact that we know about that means it's out there and, you know i'm not watching in uh, conspiracy networks i'm mm -hmm. i'm well no. other than other than mainstream <laughs> media right um there's a conspiracy if anyone if you know they accuse you of conspiracy there's a conspiracy going on yep. in this country mm -hmm. it's called mainstream media mainstream it's a conspiracy a bunch that. of people who get together and agree to tell something that's not true mm -hmm. yes that's a conspiracy it is so it was, uh, was kind of funny. I actually got into a, a huge argument with my supervision at work um, because uh, they were like, you have to wear the mask all the time. Nah, no, I'm going to take breaks. I'm going to wear it intermittently because um, of work. Does anyone ever so, fling poo on you guys? Uh, when I work psych, um, a lot of people try. They try. Yeah, but you start you start looking like you're in the matrix and it's fine. Like you're, it's okay. You have you have to have super quick you know reflexes in order to be there, and you also be have to be quick with it. Um, okay. So like, <laughs> like just I always ask like, because people are like I can tell jail stories all day. Like, because <laughs> I worked in so many units. But uh, I got into it with my supervision because um, they were like, you need to wear a mask. We already had officers die. I'm like. Okay, one thing y'all forgetting is that the officers that died, you know, I hate to, you know, put this out there, they're all unhealthy. They all had un uncontrolled diabetes. They all had, like, uncontrolled, like, he other health issues. So, if anything, it just put us on the map as just being unhealthy we, as people. We have a high fructose corn syrup crisis yep. in this country. And uh, everything. And that's... Yeah. And yeah. I work graveyard, so a lot of these officers are on energy drinks and, like, a whole bunch of stuff that's really bad for them, like... Like, if anything, these are the people who are the ones who are actually passing from. Not, in, not just in a small, you know, agency, but, like, nationwide. Mm -hmm. Look at the people who are actually passing from this stuff. But, no, I have to wear a mask because it's for my safety. I'm like, if you want to do something for my safety, you'll tell all these fat-ass officers to get in shape and stop being liability. So like, we can all protect to... each other. Yes. Right. Like, you're supposed to. Right. Not, oh, but we can't because, you know, we'll be hurting people's feelings. Well, the best is, I, I'm telling you, I've told this story a bunch of times. I'm outside of QT. 
and there's this fucking dude who's like 345. He's got a chili dog in his hand, half eaten. There's chili down his shirt. He's got his mask pulled down, his mask's all dirty, and mm -hmm. he's got rubber gloves on his hands, and he's smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, that fucking dude is so safe, and I'm sure he's back he's so too. Safe. He's, he's, fucking, some, he's 120 pounds overweight. Breathing hard. He's slamming a chili dog, and he, he's got his dirty mask pulled down. And about to go home to a CPAP and, like, just... Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a... It looks like a homeless diaper on his face, <laughs> and he's got it pulled down around his chin, and he's smoking, and he's got gloves on. And I was like... Oh, rubber gloves. And I was like... And I saw used to see it in the morning, the workers at QT, when I'd stop mm -hmm. and get something to drink. They, 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 they come in, and they got their masks on, and they got their... A lot of them had... Um, medical gloves on and i was like wow that's extra so <laughs> they're getting their stuff like they come out of the bathroom they got their gloves on uh -huh. and then they like... go to the thing they get their drinks and they they got their mm -hmm. gloves on and then they go get their hot dog with their gloves on and i'm like you know the bathroom's stuck all over the outside of your gloves right did you take those off and put those on in the bathroom like there's nonsense going no, it's, on it's fucking nonsense it's, it's absolutely ridiculous and uh, i see it but every time i see them like this is america this is america right now and hold on, so, but just before all these comments are blowing up, I am not fat shaming anybody, just throwing that out there. So, I don't know, I'm like... <laughs> you know, I, I take my glasses off so I can't see them because I can get too worked up. <laughs> and because, like, I'm, I'm not fat shaming because um, but, you know, some people have, you know, medical issues where they cannot... It's not you know. wrong to say someone, if they're seven feet tall, that they're mm -hmm. seven feet tall. Yeah, there's it's, nothing wrong for It's not wrong yeah. if somebody is 82 years old to say that they're old. Mm -hmm. They're fucking old. Oh, so and if you're fat, it's okay to say that, you know fat. they're they're fat and mm -hmm. that's at risk. Yeah, and and they're gonna die young and they got ten other risks coming really fast too. Because mm -hmm. being fat's horrible for us, right? Yeah. Especially with our shitty ass diet. So, yeah. um, with all that being said, um, I think it was Cali a couple years ago that wanted their cops to stop saying, you know, if the suspect was white, black, mm -hmm, Mexican. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, those are descriptives. Like, like it got to the point where I just started, like, there was a character, like a, a cartoon character, and that uh, this subject probably, like, you know, uh, kind of looks like them, resembles them a bit. I'm like, hey, there's this guy that looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo over here. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. So they know who I'm talking about. But no, I'd say white, black. What if it was a black guy? What would you say? Black dude? Oh, depends on his, uh, if he looked like uh if he was super lanky or if he looked big, okay if he's you know, super like, lanky if he's super lanky i would probably be like depends, it got depend, it depends oh like a basketball else. player you just like yeah, a basketball like, player hey name. he just look like a, a, we got a guy James kinda, Ron, oh, you know kinda, lebron kinda, james or something this guy kind of looks like michael jordan yeah and, okay, okay. <laughs> so so what's funny is uh, i had a another buddy and this was at like a dui task force that was in the working and this guy that was doing a ride along with another officer i knew he's like hey i want you to meet my friend and i was like Okay, usually when people say that, it'd be like the one black friend they know. Uh -huh. So I'm like, okay, all right, so, you know, is he cool? He's like, oh, he looks like Charles Barkley. I'm like, is that because you don't haven't seen a lot of black people, or does he really look like Charles Barkley? I mean, is he seven like, feet tall, like, yeah, does slightly he leaning forward with a big ass? <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that what you mean? Yeah. <laughs> with that Phil Jackson ass? Like... <laughs> so There's like, a bunch of people out yeah. there like just going, what What's did he just say? <laughs> if you don't know, you need to go watch so, old freaking <laughs> Chicago Bulls freaking... Uh, uh, videos and phil jackson had like this shelf of ass. yeah 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 but <laughs> so so i if i sang i got friends in low places with charles barkley in a bar one time doing karaoke uh <laughs> so, that's awesome. i remember looking over and he put his hand right on my head like he was saying that right he's saying i got friends in low places and i was like that's so damn cool it. 
Yeah. That's cool. But, yeah, go ahead. But what's funny, I actually met the dude. He legit looked like Charles Barkley. I'm like, oh, oh shit. I'm that's like, pretty funny. Oh, okay, cool. I'm like, I thought your friend just did not know a lot of black people, but all right, that's cool. <laughs> all right, that's so cool. That's all right. But um, but like the health of the nation is freaking horrible. And until not just the health as in physically, but mentally, like a lot of these, you know, people walking around are super soft and they don't want to speak up. Like I even talked about it like with my buddies, like when Corona first started, I'm probably gonna be Rosa Parks of this whole operation. Because for one, I'm not going to get vaccinated. No, I'm not going to put something in me that for one, I don't need. It's completely unnecessary for me. Right. Not everybody and their mom, but for me. We hey, know look, if you're 80, work. if you're 83 years old and you have some co- comorbidities, it, it, it like it, it, it might, might be I, worth I, doing. I it but, might. but that's for them to decide. That's yeah. the beauty about right. America. Right. They can decide. Right. The fact the tweakers, tweakers decide if they want to tweak. That's on them. Like unless. <laughs> I have to know how do you feel about how, how do you feel how do you feel about measles? Like should, should people like, should should kids be getting the measles? When was the last time we had a measles outbreak? We're having one right now. Oh, okay. Because of uh, everybody coming in from Afghanistan with oh, measles. Oh yeah, and that from, and also the wide open borders, like wide open. Yeah, so I, you know, like I, I'm not against vaccination, especially <laughs> if there's the math and the science behind mm-hmm. it, and they've done tri- clinical trials and human studies, and there's some mm-hmm. a body of evidence behind it that I go, right. okay, well, yeah. you know, like I got my kids immunized. I was like, God, you know, I don't want them getting this, and I don't want them mm-hmm. getting that, and I don't get this. Uh, and they were the old fashioned, where they kind of have the, the a dead version of the virus that right. they expose your body to, and then you build mm-hmm. antibodies that are close enough shape to fight right. off the real thing. But this other stuff. I'm like, uh, mm, this is no. cool, really cool so science. Can, can you maybe me- help somebody regrow a hand who lost their hand? Yeah. I, I, let's, or I don't know cure about cancer. <laughs> like, that, that'd be great. Yeah. You're saying. I mean, granted, I like the scar I have across my neck. It's actually a conversation I didn't starter. even notice. Oh, yeah. It's actually pretty cool. Yeah. You a- can put little two little eyeballs right above it. Actually, I thought for Halloween, I was going to put like some uh, like little, uh, little butterfly. Oh, yeah. I could do total jack-o'-lantern or even like a Frankenstein type of thing. <laughs> thought about it. Absolutely. And like paint everything underneath it white. So it looks like a black head on a white body. All Just right. Let's jump people. off this because this is but... freaking people out. So t- talk to me for a second. Um, what, what are you shooting right now? What kind of equipment are you shooting? All right. So um, one for... of my main sponsors, I shoot for Troy. I also shoot for Staccato. Um, so for three, what's Troy, Troy, Troy arms, Troy rifles. Troy, yeah. And where are they out of? Uh, they're actually, they just moved from New Hampshire down to, uh, Tennessee, which is freaking awesome. So I still got to go visit them. Um, great rifle, super solid. Um, so I've been shooting for them for like six years now. My old, my old company video. gunny was one of their high ups over there. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Troy arms. So that, that they were, weren't they out of like Springfield, Massachusetts for mm-hmm. a while? Then, yep. And then they moved, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they just moved. I'm talking about right. like earlier this year. So your rifles with them? Yep. All my rifles are with them. Um. So I shoot Staccato pistols. So if you know STI, yep. STI changed their name to Staccato back in March. Um. So like super awesome guns and like holy crap, they are just just amazing people. Um. Other sponsors that I have. Um. I mean, I don't have to look at my jersey. So I have Elfman Tactical, which is a local run their triggers and you know pretty much all my long guns. Um. Uh, so my um. My ARs, my PCC, things like that. I run run their triggers. What's the owner over at Elfman's? Uh, uh, do you Artie? remember? Is, Artie? I think it was is that his name? Artie. He, Artie, dri- Artie, he Artie drives Artie. a big Jeep? Yeah, that's Artie Jr. Yeah. So I ran into him. It was funny. I was doing something. Oh, I was at a coding's place. And I had, mm-hmm. I had at the time, I had a big Gladiator Jeep. And we pulled up, and we were like two two guys with two white Jeeps that are all jacked up. And we were like... Looking at each other? Like... Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> like the Spider-Man meme, like, like, yeah, are you broke too? Me too. Grab this cheek. 
Uh, it's funny. So he's across from our, you know, pretty close to our old factory before mm-hmm. we moved here. All right. And who else you got on there? What's on that uh, side over there? No, it's not. Troy, Troy, Troy. Who's your knife sponsor? Um, I don't have a knife sponsor. What do these guys do to sponsor you? They give you guns? So, um, every every single company is different. As in, like, um, like we plead a second. Actually, they changed the name to Pro Two Customs. Like, they do all my Kydex work and also some of my custom uh, uh Cerakote, gun candy, all that cool stuff. Uh, Skill Set Magazine. I've been writing for them for a bit. Uh, Mo Money Pawn Shop, which is local to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're actually my ammo sponsor for the longest time, but COVID happened, and I'm like, I'd rather you put that money back into these employees so they have a job. Yeah. Because uh, I got That's a full-time cool. job with benefits, so I don't... I well, listen, you cool. might be... But, this is a f- crazy phrase. Go on, go ahead, finish, and I'll take oh, No, because uh, they're super awesome, um, every single company. And one thing about Artie, Artie is like, he has such ADD, and he's like, like I want to try this, and then he'll go try Oh, it. that's the guy. Yeah. Um, Artie with Elfman. He was like... Yeah. I want to try this. I want to do this. I'm going to do this. And he does it. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'd like people like that. Does, he make, like does he make Jeep parts also? Yeah. He, actually, they just started their off-road side. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of like Rain Man, like a little tactical Rain Man. I like that about yeah. him. So, so I don't have a knife sponsor. You might asking. be a little, You're. this is a, the strangest phrase I've probably ever concocted, but you might be a little too conservative for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 funny. I'm uh, I'm pretty centrist, and I'm I'm. I guess I've grown. I was pretty left of center when I was young mm-hmm. and in college. Everybody was. Yeah, I was too. And then uh, and then I was kind of fiscally conservative and socially left of center. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten a little more socially centrist. Mm-hmm. I I'm not left on a whole lot of stuff so, anymore. So to kind of describe my, uh, just to wrap me up here i'm pretty much like gays should marry but don't fuck with my guns that's pretty much where i'm at what did you what was the first one gays should marry yep yeah gays can marry do whatever because the government should fuck off and not be in charge of that exactly okay and then and also and what sparked that one was that knowing a whole bunch of gay officers and if they died in line because you're not gay because i'm not gay but you know gay bars have great but it'd be okay if it was (laughs) gay bars have great drink specials during (laughs) during like a hiring freeze well they all have the best dance music yes and they're open to like four most of the gay bars so you're like hey if you want to if you got time to kill go dance you know till four in the morning so i've been in a lot of gay bars because drink specials matter so (laughs) but one thing i learned was that a lot of these the the gays their spouses they were not eligible for spousal and um spousal benefits if Mm -hmm. they died in the line of duty right so I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, you've been with this person forever, and then they die at work, and you can't get anything out of it. That's bullshit. So I, you know, I say force them for to get one. married. Hmm? I say force them to get married. It's the best conversion therapy you can possibly do. <laughs> Fucking let the fuckers get married. But you know what? Have at it. We're all it's well, legally we're all legally entangled too. Because I know like some some conservative gays, and they're mm-hmm. like they're like, hey, we believe the same thing you believe. We're cool. All right, what else? But they're also like work hard, work hard so you can play hard. So most conservatives are like that too. There, there's a, a emerging class of uh, what I call them. Uh, I call them intersectional superstars, mm-hmm. and these are black conservative female gay lesbian bi queer whatever the fuck they mm-hmm. want to call themselves. Uh, groups that basically check off some boxes that make them untouchable. Oh, you know, like yeah. oh yeah, you can't fucking you can't say that against me. Uh-huh. You know, like I was thinking about uh, uh, what's the Jenner name? The, what's Jenner's name now? Kate, uh, oh. Caitlin. Yeah. I was like, I'd I'd love for she she for them to be governor. Mm-hmm. That'd be fantastic because I think they're probably they're... conservative, uh-huh. and and nobody it's... can say shit to her. You know, somebody with the left, the left will actually like probably do the same thing to her. They would crucify that they did. her. Yeah, the same crucify thing they did to her, her. The same thing they did to uh, Larry Elder while he was yeah. running. I'm like, you telling me like this guy pretty much got attacked on the street and nobody's going to investigate it, but they sent 
how many feds and to... she had a fucking gorilla mask on yeah i was like who's the one black dude that lied the black actor smollett jesse smollett so they sent some feds over to smollett about some bullshit piece in the uh in the garage but uh -huh. nobody can investigate I i'm telling you Larry the Elder. hypocrisy in this country do you know what and malcolm x basically um wants black people you know you dropped the house and bomb a few minutes ago that's what mm -hmm. he wants out of black that black malcolm x was warning black america mm -hmm. the worst thing for you is a liberal white person yep because they want you in a tuxedo uh mm -hmm. serving stuff from the kitchen yep then they are the biggest fucking bunch of hypocrites mm -hmm. walking the planet i i was started out i was talking about when, when we first sat down and, and and we're getting acquainted i was talking about these and this is the ring in the toilet bowl of old-fashioned racism that mm -hmm. was floating around in my consciousness in the 70s and then i ended up in school in massachusetts where i've never seen more racism flagrantly out loud mm -hmm. and I watched during the Trump presidency, and you're probably a Trump person, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Okay. I watched during the Trump presidency a lot of my things that I let just be quiet in the background. I just kind of shut them down. I had very hard racist perspectives about certain things. And I watched them melt because mm -hmm. I started hearing these stories from black faces just from Africa that are fucking really black, not your light color of black. I mean, fucking so, really so, black. And it melted me so, because they sounded like my Greek grandfather who came off the boat in the 1920s right. or, you know, not during the 20s, 1916, mm -hmm. during the middle of World War One. Yeah. They sounded like my, and so I'm, I'm, I'm identifying with Guatemalans and Nigerians and these people that the Trump campaign was saying, look what's happening to these businesses across America. Look at these success stories. Look what these shutdowns are doing. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt a whole bunch of things just melt away in me. And then I would see these crazy Karens and I would go, okay, I'm fucking nothing like her and I want to crush her right now. Mm -hmm. And can you get Jamutu back on? Because that dude sounds just <laughs> right. like me. So, um, so real quick, so the hyphenated American, um, one thing that I don't agree with is that people are like, oh, these African-Americans. I wasn't born in Africa. I'm, I'm a black American. So you say black. I'm black. Okay, well, so, I, I usually say black too. I'm just, uh, I'm like, yeah, uh, But the thing is, like, I've actually, I know some legit African-Americans. Like, they came from Africa. Like, one of my good friends, great shooter, by the way. Um, He's from South Africa, and he's legit. Is he a white guy? White guy. He's legit <laughs> African-American. That's a fucking funny thing. So, what, like, <laughs> who are we talking about? uh Leighton uh, oh yeah Uten? yep yep, yep. Totally he, he does last he does with. the dogs stuff up yep, north all, right yep. yeah and he's legit african-american i'm just black there's a difference do you remember uh uh did you did you i don't know if you were shooting much when Roe bar was still around but you remember yes, you know robbie barkman yep okay so Ro robbie south african he's a greek almost real african-american mm -hmm. you know he's like i'm the only african-american you know and i was like oh that's kind of funny yeah, that's kind of <laughs> it's, of... it's true yeah. yeah yeah so um all right so you, you just say black Black. I'm, okay, I'm cool. fine with black. And are, are, are most people or are the wokeity wokes don't like that? Um, The wokeity wokes, they're like, oh, you know, I'm African-American. I'm like, you weren't from Africa, bro. You were born in, like, county hospital, like, up the street. Like, you're 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 black. Like, stop. You're just black. You know, I tread lightly because uh, I'm not always sitting in mixed company. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, so, so that's not kind of thing. Some of the, the thoughts that you're saying, they may have been races i don't know i don't know if you actually had it you know had opportunity to bounce it off of somebody of a totally different color like let me not start well, to tell you no that's not racist oh yeah that's is racist so, but like some things like for example some people see this as racist i judge ethnic restaurants 
by the customers. So if I go to mm-hmm. an Asian restaurant and there's a whole bunch of white people there eating, no, nah, this place is trash. I ain't going. Nope, I am not getting my money because this food is suck. That's your barometer. Yeah, right there. I used now, to have a I sushi go... place that I went to on Thursday nights when they got the fresh fish. It was all Japanese people. I'm like, okay, this all right, is a good this place. place is legit. So yeah. you know it's going to be close yeah, to, yeah. to authenticity of the actual ethnicity. Can't talk right now. Ethnicity of that food, of mm-hmm. that cuisine. So like, I've been to Mexican restaurants. If there's not a whole bunch of Mexicans eating there, I'm like, mm, nah. This is like Chipotle. I'm going to leave, you know, <laughs> so like, or Taco Bell, mm-hmm. you know, all these horrible places. But some people will see that as racist. I'm like, how? If I'm going for a very authentic food or authentic cuisine, when I go where the ethnicity of what they're claiming to be, if they're actually frequenting there, then therefore that's the food that I want to eat. I think everybody does that. Um, I, I think there's lots of other things. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, honestly, I'm, uh, because reasonably affluent upper class white guy and i mm-hmm. just don't run into a lot of people of any other color except i'm running into them more and more mm-hmm. i'm running into more and more black americans now and uh it's funny there are like four black guys in the knife collecting world oh wow yeah i mean it's it's it may be more than four but it, it ain't going to be much more than four but <laughs> but what you know of. but i know those guys right. and it's funny we've had some heavy duty racial conversations mm-hmm. I was sitting at a table with a bunch of white guys and you know we have our big get together and the centurions are almost all white and i got two black guys Mm -hmm. and they're sitting at the table and these guys are fucking awesome dudes they're both veterans i consider them friends who stayed at my house i just love these guys and um we talk back and forth and there's a lot of openness about this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. they're you know poking at me a little bit and i'm poking at them a little bit just kind mm-hmm. of feeling each other out a little they've been around a hell of a lot of white people and i i haven't been around as many black people ever since i was in the <laughs> marine corps and we're sitting at this table and there's about i don't know there's just 25 of us at the table okay mm-hmm. and the statues were being torn down in the south at the time mm-hmm. and i i think at the time it was maybe general lee or one of the really famous southern guys that had his statue torn down and the dudes around the table were like pissed about it. Mm-hmm. And everybody was really vocal. And I looked down and I see my two friends and they're sitting there kind of quiet. And I was like, so I kind of stuck my neck out. And you know, I said, well, guys, you know, there's another perspective. And they all kind of looked at me. And this is not patting myself on the back for being like fucking wokey woke. But I said, imagine you're in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, mm-hmm. and you're a 26-year-old black guy who just got out of the Air Force and you've been doing plumbing. And you want to get your plumbing license and you got to go down to the town hall to get your license mm-hmm. and get your background check and get your business license and your tax license and as you walk up there's a red flag from the confederacy on the state building mm-hmm. and as you go in there's a statue of general lee and this is the government you're going to to ask permission for your license i go and you pay your taxes just like everybody else do you think maybe it r- could rub you wrong and make you feel like you're a little dispossessed Mm-hmm. And everyone was kind of like, you know, I definitely right. was a cloud on the evening, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, look, I'm not making the argument one way or the other. I think uh, if I was black, if I were black and my children and I was raising uh, children, I would be saying, don't worry about old statues. You should know all you should know all who, the, who the bigots are. It's OK. Let's mm-hmm. spot who they are. Stay away from them. Don't let them knock you down. And mm-hmm. we'll negotiate whatever crazy waters are required. Which which one thing that I tell people, because I actually on my Instagram page, I get a lot of trolls. I get a lot of people who are like, yeah, but you know, this country is racist. Okay. Or it had a racist history. Okay. All that stuff had to happen in order for me to be where I'm at. P- 
period. Mm-hmm. So for me being a fem- a black female competitive shooter that represents the United States, mm-hmm. everything in the past had to happen. Right. And people keep forgetting that. Like, stop trying to erase that because you're going to end up changing tomorrow. And we're not always the things we did. We are yeah. who we are. Yep. It's also the things that we haven't done. Right. So, but everything had to happen. And people are just like, it, it just cracks me up that people want to erase that, those parts of history. I was talking to my kids about it. My daughter's doing this AP government class and they're talking about the constitution. And of course this stuff's mm-hmm. all coming up. And I said, I go, well, listen, when she's like, well, what do I say in class when they're saying this and that and, and, and these horrible things about the country? I go, well, look, I go in 1775, almost the entire world was enslaved. Mm-hmm. They just didn't necessarily call it slavery, yep. but you couldn't move. Mm-hmm. And you owed somebody and had to do whatever they said, and they could kill your wife yep. or or whatever they wanted. That was mm-hmm. everywhere at all times. Yep. And I go, and all of a sudden a document shows up that says all men are created equal. And they tried to get it right, and they wanted to include everybody, and they couldn't get everybody to sign on because at some point they got to get a coalition to make a country. Mm-hmm. And within, you know, really within 70 years, we killed a quarter million of each other arguing and winning the point. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing people don't think about. Yeah. People say, oh, America's awful. I said, we did something the rest of the world. You know why You know why slavery was outlawed in England? Because mm-hmm. one guy said so. That's a yeah. fucking easy reality. Mm-hmm. How do you get everybody to agree on it? Yeah. And, and we fucking killed a quarter million of each other mm-hmm. to come to, okay, that's bad. Good thing it's, good thing it's over. Mm-hmm. Now what? Now we got to, you know. And then... We do stuff the rest of the world has never even thought of doing. Mm-hmm. You know, England, uh, you know, the king basically at some point said there's no slavery. Well, he didn't go to France and fix it there. Nope. He didn't go to Germany and fix it there. He didn't go to North Africa and fix it there. You, mm-hmm. know, the, you know, the first inkling of freeing of slaves happened during the Jefferson administration when mm-hmm. he sent, uh, you know, the Barbary Coast pirates. The Muslims had been keeping white slaves there in North Africa yep. for centuries. And... uh we couldn't get a meeting with a, any of the representatives of Europe because we were no longer under the British flag. Mm-hmm. And we re- released uh, thousands of white slaves into back into Europe who had been captured by the pirates in North Africa. And so I see from the very earliest inklings of America, I see this wanting to make things right, wanting to free things up. And that's Jefferson, mm-hmm. a slave owner. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, these are f- people... When, I, 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 I've told my kids, I go, you know, in 50 years or 100 years, they might look back at you and think you're a, a petrol criminal because you used gas in your car. Yep. You're a criminal because you ruined the world. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Right. But there, if you look at people in these moments of time, it's not fair to judge people out of their time. Mm-hmm. You know, if we looked at the pharaohs, everybody's intrigued by Egypt. That whole thing was run on slavery. Yep. It was a different... Humanity had not... There was no ideas of civil liberty and equality. They had mm-hmm. women kings. They had, they had male uh, pharaohs. I, I, it, it, it's phony for us to stand where we are and judge from our time mm-hmm. people throughout history. Yeah. We have to look at them. We have to learn from them. But to take the country that's done what this country has done, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the plurality of people that are here pretty much getting along. They don't mm-hmm. ever talk about that. Yeah. Like, we're all getting along here pretty well. Mm-hmm. With all our differences. Yeah. yeah. And there's no other country dealing with that. That's mm-hmm. a challenging thing. Yeah. You know, Nigerians are as different from me as can be imagined. Mm-hmm. They're culturally. Yeah. 
and they come here and exceed and do really well in America. Mm-hmm. They're the most successful yeah. immigrant group of mm-hmm. Africans. And why is that? Well, there's a study going on about that. Mm-hmm. I love it. This is this cool melting pot and the fight that's gone because on. They oh. have opportunities here. Yeah. And people forget that. Same thing with uh, uh, for during the whole um, uh, SB 1070, which oh, was yeah. uh, this big, um, big immigration thing that happened here mm-hmm. in Phoenix years ago. Yep. And uh, there were so many like young Mexican kids. They're like, oh, you know, Viva La Mexico. I'm like, then go back. If Mexico is that great. By all means, I will drive you to four hours back to the Mexican border and you can go be great over there. I'm just saying. And they're like, well, no, no, no. I can do all this over here. Then shut the fuck up then. Like you have so many opportunities here. Take advantage of it. Don't blame other people for your failures. So when you're sitting around, uh, do you get together with your family over the holidays? Oh, dude, I, since uh, BLM came out, came out, I'm the black sheep of my family. You are the black my, sheep. My family don't talk to me because I work for the band and, you know, but these. So you should do BSM, do a BSM shirt and send it to them. Black, right? black sheep matter. <laughs> I totally <laughs> Fucking should. awesome. Dude, because like, they were like, um, I work for the man, um, but I'm the most successful one in my family out of my, uh, my both my parents and my, my older siblings. Mm-hmm. I'm the most successful one. I'm like, I'm just a law enforcement you know official that actually has you know you know some type of smarts about financial you know financial stuff like right. I bought my first house at right. you know 24 so you get your life together yeah so i'm like but that's a bad thing but okay what else and that was during the whole like obama administration where pretty much like cops started to be you know ostracized just for their job crazy and then it basically just ramped up even worse especially if you were a black cop or a black leo at the time okay Ridiculous. you voted for obama the first time right no Oh, you know, come on. This is why. This is why. I didn't, um, that particular one, it was, it was Obama and like John Kerry, I want to say. No, I mean, no, who they, was it? they were in the primaries. It was Obama and uh, McCain. McCain. Yeah, McCain. McCain, old ass. I actually voted for him because I was like, I think he's going to be a little bit better, even though looking back on him, like, oh, that was probably a wasted vote. But, um, but he, um, I didn't vote for Obama because like he was in Chicago forever and Chicago was still shitty then. I was like, yeah. So he's gonna make the country a big ass Chicago. That you know, doesn't make the, any sense. The problem with Obama, he, he wasn't anywhere forever, and mm-hmm. and he had he had no skill set and none. He could talk. And that was it. And he the was dem- a charmer. And the Democrats, um, you could hear their racism oh when God, they yes. talked about how great of speaker he was. Mm-hmm. If you close your eyes and you didn't know it was him, mm-hmm. he spoke exactly like George Bush. They squeezed mm-hmm. out three and four word phrases mm-hmm. for my fellow Americans. It, it was this very, like, I don't want to get in trouble, whatever I'm going to say. This is, i got to squeeze it out really slowly. Um, I voted for him the first time. And the reason I voted for him was I hated McCain, and I had had words with him before. Mm-hmm. And I voted for him because I'm like, you know what? Let's fucking get this. Let's do it. So I was like, ding the bell. One thing, because um, I didn't vote for him either or um, either time. All right, well, so I, I'm proud of you, and I'm a little embarrassed about mine. But my whole thing, first of all, I was like, nobody should get a job based off the color of their skin. You're totally right. Um, and then we also had, or I had a whole bunch of blacks that are like, Hey, are you voting for Obama? I'm like, why would I vote for him? Because you're black. I'm like, I don't believe in doing anything because of the color of my skin. So why am I waste my vote, you know, on somebody I don't even think that's good enough for the job or shouldn't even get the job because they're black. It doesn't make any sense. Not one Mm -hmm. bit. So I was, I was just completely like on it. I was like this. I don't think he's good for the country. Well, you get a badass award for that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> well, i'm like this it doesn't make any sense and then i had some other blacks are like well he gave other blacks hope hope doesn't put food on the table bro you need to lower these fucking taxes so i was just 
Yeah. I went off. I was so yeah. So for about the the past like I don't know how many years I've just been on this whole like like actually looking at what the government's supposed to do and what am I supposed to do as a citizen. So right now we're so many people fearing their government that's how tyranny happens and that's why we're in this position we are because you're not allowed to question anything and you can see how the whole questioning thing has actually been um inrooted into the black community forever mm -hmm. so even when i'm 37 right now so like when i was 18 hey you're supposed to vote democrat because you're black right well why right because we own you yeah because we own you yeah so kept going why i i didn't know me they don't want to say why. we own you yeah no, they're like, oh, because Democrats does this. I'm like, uh, there are fucking sinkholes and potholes like everywhere. You know, this city looks like shit. Every place run by like, Democrats is a shithole. Yeah, I'm like, the libraries are trash. I can't mm -hmm. even get new books. I got more um, books or even being able to read books off of, like Yahoo back in the day. So I'm like, because the libraries are trash. Like all the like public services were just horrible. So like, why would I vote Democrat? So, but a lot of these people are voting with their feelings and voting with their color instead of voting with an actual, uh, with actual education. Yeah. Which totally pissed me off. Yeah. No, I saw what happened. Uh, you know, I, I, Tim Scott did something with, uh, Trump, you know, they did these opportunity zones and I saw that kind of burst around the country and I was like, mm -hmm. you talk about a meaningful piece of legislation that's done stuff to yep. uplift people more than just about anything and nobody mm -hmm. cares. And, yep. and they're not working on anything like that right now. Mm -hmm. You know, the we what we have right now this is crazy it's a manufactured crisis oh i call it a calamity you got to run pretty quick i bet mm -hmm. so we got um democrats proposing to spend the biggest bill that's ever yeah. fucking been contemplated 3.5 trillion dollars mm -hmm. while they're raising the debt ceiling yeah while they're um limiting people coming and going out of the country mm -hmm. while they're flooding the borders with people from all over the world who've gone to mexico because they know they can just walk in here yep and there it's a calamity of creation they've created the whole thing and they're mm -hmm. not doing actually anything for anybody nope. and if you look at this 3.5 trillion dollar bill it is it's basically 40 years of pork they haven't been able to get all crammed into one barrel yep it's it unbelievable is. so um if you actually read the first COVID relief bill like holy shit like that's how i knew i was like Everybody, if you're not evading taxes right now, you're not you're not a true American, like because like this is ridiculous. You got right. all this money going to right. all these other pet projects and not like actual Americans. So I'm like, if I told all my friends, I'm like, y'all should be filing exempt on your taxes, right? Or like like on your I was your reading, regular paycheck. I was reading they haven't spent the relief money from the first bill on businesses yet. No, and they've passed two bills since. Mm -hmm. So the, are you the, surprised though? No, listen, that's why I'm like when when people say I go look. The government's awful at everything. I don't care what your well, your good intentions are. Mm -hmm. I don't care how much you think you love America. I don't think this downtrodden person, these people can't get their driver's license to vote. You're a racist. Race, oh, yeah. Racism of low expectations. You're a racist of low expectations. Uh -huh. And oh, 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 black people don't know how to drive someplace. They don't know how to get someplace. I mean, what, what country do you live in? So one thing I like doing and piss off all my liberal buddies on Facebook <laughs> is that I'll take every racist-ass thing that Biden says and turn it into a motivational poster. Give me, can you give me an example? Like, uh, one of my favorite ones is that um, poor kids can be just as smart as white kids. Oh my, okay. So I put that in like the nice little, little cute little script with a nice little background. Oh yeah, Joe Biden said this, and you know this year. Um, or um, oh, the whole internet thing. Like, like. So there was a meme floating around that was like, I am a, I was marked safe by using the internet, or marked safe from you using the black. internet today. Listen, you ain't black. 
Oh, that was another one. Oh, if you don't vote for me or you haven't figured out if you want to vote for me, then you ain't black. Yeah. I'll put that one up as a motivational poster. Every time I'm always like, oh, my God. Like, I was thinking this was actually going to be kind of fun for a few years Mm -hmm. because I was so happy the Mm -hmm. last four years. I had nothing to complain about. Yeah. And then then this happened. I was like, okay, well, at least we get to hear him talk all the time. But they've got him on lockdown. Oh, yeah. They, they totally start. As soon as he started opening his mouth, they're like, nope, can't ask no questions on that. So what's even funnier is that uh, I'll go into a lot of because I'm vegan. There's a lot of I hate to say this, but there's a lot of vegan restaurants that are liberal. So I'll go into yeah, these yeah. liberal restaurants. Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of conservative there, vegan yeah, places. There's not. I need to open like the first one. You like, should oh open it on should. contrarian day. You have a tr- like a Trump thing in the window. Oh, yeah. You do vegan uh, near like meat, near, like anything. near meat, anything. Yeah. Oh, they would, <laughs> liberals' heads would explode. Oh, dude, they would. And then find out I was ran by a black chick. They're like, oh my god, like they'll lose their shit. I can't even be so, mad. Like, <laughs> how could you? <laughs> so like, I went to one, and they're like, uh, "Hey, uh, you supposed to have a mask in here?" I'm like, "No, health problems." And they're like, "Well, it's on our website." I'm like, uh, "I can't use the internet because Biden says so." And they're like, "Uh." Uh, yeah, uh, oh, like it was the funniest. Oh, the like if they got the QR code to get the menu, uh huh. Like, I don't know how to use my phone, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to do here. Like, I want to drink, but I don't have ID either. And they're like, Yeah, they're just like, Oh, my I don't God. know where my license is. Okay. I, I'm, oh, oh, what? Where do you get those? <laughs> like, I'm surprised I have not been like trespassed or like the cops called on me because I just I, I do this shit just to prove a point of how dumb you are from voting with your emotions versus actual yeah. facts and yeah. actual like you know policy so well listen um absolute pleasure meeting you <laughs> pleasure. thank you very much for coming in and uh i hope you come by so um mm-hmm. do, you, do you, need, you need a knife sponsor i mean i'll take one i think we should do a knife sponsorship with you i'm cool with that oh so i'm a dork i'm gonna get videos of me cutting like just random shit just what's because... it, so wait a minute now so do you this I, is just a troy shirt no so um on the back yeah Oh, I see. How do I get on there? I want to get on your back. <laughs> Sorry, that's a little appropriate. Fun police. Woo, woo, woo. Fun police just showed up. We, we can totally talk about that. All right. So uh, if if so, what we'd like to do is um, we're making, uh, you know what I'd like to do is talk to you about our new ASK knife that's coming out, which is actually, kind of is a multi-tool. The, yes, actually, um, uh, Bobby, friends of Bobby, yep. buddies of Bobby. Uh, he actually showed me one of the prototypes and it's the one that has like the um, air tool yep. and also like the body opener and also like the um, the little range finder on it too. So I thought yep. that was actually pretty cool. Well, you know, what I thought we could do is maybe, um, I know you're in a hurry, you got some stuff to do today, but maybe come by another time and we could sit down and talk about like little gadgets or tools you mm-hmm. use when you're either breaking down your firearms to clean them or mm-hmm. stuff you like stuff you may need when you're t- doing target stuff or yeah. whatever you're gonna say oh i got these little things that i use for this that and the other mm-hmm. maybe there's some stuff we could do to kind of put one together your way okay. and uh and then we'll make a little version of it that you had cool. to, a little two cents saying on um uh, we'll, we'll call it our shooters or our our, uh-huh. uh, our whatever and then um and then uh you know of course we want to get our logo slapped on your back okay. so let us know what we can do <laughs> yes, uh, we'd like to right. do something fun so maybe uh some product and uh you, how often do you fly around to shoot uh whoa. Uh, COVID kind of fucked up a lot of that, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but actually relatively frequent, probably a few times a year. So. All right. Well, maybe what we could do is something cool. Um, um, maybe take care of some travel or something okay. at some point. Well, okay. You. All right. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of fun. You didn't hit me up at all, but I, I, I just love And that... I'm all about doing home stuff. I love being in Phoenix and all the stuff that's here too. Cool. People are here. Well, you got a great personality and I think people are, uh, you know, uh, you probably already know this, but people probably take to you really nicely in this community. 
Um, have you found a lot of pushback in the gun world from you being a black woman? No. No. I have because nobody cares. Because we don't cares. fucking care. Nobody cares. Like, oh, you like no. guns? Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> That's exactly you, what you want to go blow something up? I, I got some tanner in my car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a guy just reach out to me. I met his wife because uh, she works at Galco. And Swingers. I've been, huh? <laughs> they could. Hey, you know what? Hey, if they get paid a whole bunch, I'm trying to retire early. Okay, I'm going to leave okay. that open out there. So yeah, My first job was at Gecko years ago. I know everybody over there. Yeah, so they're super sweet. And they're yeah. like, hey, we got some tenor, right? You're in the guns? That's cool. You bought a, you know, the fast pack track thingy. Oh, my God. Come out, shoot, have fun. I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah. I don't even know this guy's last name. But he's married to somebody who works there. And they're like, you're cool. Let's hang out. I and find gun people is. are about the nicest people. They're the... drug dealers. Gun <laughs> people are the biggest drug pe dealers. Because they're like, hey, shoot like, this okay, gun. Yeah, check it yeah, out. Here's this ammo. I'll take I don't even I... know Bobby's last name. They're yeah. already having shooting staccato. So and, I was like, here you go, like, bro. <laughs> I'll take you to the gun store with me. Right? Uh, I'll introduce you to my friend Hank. He knows all about this stuff. Like, it's so bad. I love it. Yeah, gun people are like coke dealers they are uh -huh. they absolutely are and like the entire <laughs> industry is like that you don't even have to know somebody's name before you're already handing them a four thousand dollar pistol and some ammo like dude when this. i see california license plates uh when it, if if i'm in the right scenario and i don't have somebody in the car who's just going to be annoyed by me i rolled one like hey man i like the horn I'm like hey man i see you from cali like did you get a fucking gun yet yeah and they're like they're like guys are like yeah i got one here. i'm like sweet man welcome to arizona <laughs> they're like and they give me the look. I said, get the fuck out of here or go buy a gun. It's yep. Arizona because mm -hmm. we want patriots, yep. not you libtards here. Yep. Well, listen, awesome having you here. It sounds like we could, uh, sounds like we would, uh, we could freak people out in a diner just talking smack. I think we should. I think yeah. we should definitely do it and <laughs> go film it. Little like, hidden camera. Yeah. Is it a little <laughs> hidden camera? <laughs> uh, salt and pepper. We call it salt and pepper madness. Right? Okay. No, it should be ebony and ivory. Oh, there you go. Just okay. let it out there. Just all right. Like all right. Okay. And I'll do the That's head move. The GoFundMe for our bail money is going to be under that. So just... <laughs> oh, no, no. I always carry bail money for two. Right. All right. No, white guy. Okay. White guy. I always keep bail that, money for that two. privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I call it freedom privilege. I keep I keep three grand on my pocket right. at all times. Good. <laughs> awesome. Oh well, thanks God. for being here. Yes. Thanks Great. for having me. I appreciate it. All right. You filthy savages. Greg Medford, Medford Knife, MKT USA. How did you uh, go in there with Greg? And we went there today. Thanks for coming along for the ride. I'm out.